Hi guys, it's Parissa from 168 and welcome to another episode of the 168 podcast. I'm here today with the lovely Gabby from uh, our CBD location. Um, I think most of you guys, uh, or members at least anyway, know Gabby very well. But for those of you that don't, Gab manages um, the CBD location and is the brains behind the wonderful workouts that you guys do. So um, yesterday someone was very upset with me because the workout was terrible and I said, it's my fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes, you love me or hate me depending on the day and what your strengths and weaknesses are, I think. They all love you afterwards. It's yeah. the during that's the hard part, but everyone <laughs> at the end of it is like, I'm glad I did that and, and, um, and pushed hard. So um, welcome. Yes, second time back. Second time back. So today's focus, last time we spoke to you about your journey from, um, you know, recovering from injury and into the opens. And today we're taking a little bit of a different path. We're talking about programming because um, that is definitely your forte and, and that's what um, you're doing for the three locations at the moment. So I guess um, I, we'll, we'll kick off with, with what the process is behind the programming. Um, you know, how long does it take you? What's involved? What are the steps? It's not just a random, oh, let's just squat today and pick yeah. some movements out of a barrel. That's not really how it works. So can you talk us through briefly what the process is? Yeah. Um, so the CrossFit program is typically around about a 12-week cycle. Um, which usually means that the strength movements will be focused on building up or starting at a higher volume, building up in weight at a lower volume. Uh, And the workouts will usually progress in a similar manner so that it's maybe slightly less volume or slightly less complex movements gradually as we kind of build skills and fitness, progressively getting a little bit more challenging. Um, And then every week, but also across sort of at least a four-week, like little cycle of the main program, we try and hit the majority of the like main movements of CrossFit. If there's a workout during the week that has a lot of high-volume gymnastics, then the consideration for later in the week is, is there another thing where people have to grip a lot? What if someone tears their hands on the Monday? By the Wednesday, we probably don't want to have gone from 50 pull-ups on Monday to then also doing a hundred toes to bar on Wednesday. Yeah. So it's sort of balanced across that, but also for the workouts, it's so that there's a mix of modalities. So it's not just all EMOMs, it's not just all AMRAPs and it's not all just the same time domain either. So we're not always just doing seven minute workouts. We're not always just doing workouts with a 15 minute cap for example so it's trying to give everyone a sort of a good mix which is kind of what crossfit is really it's the you know mix of all of the things the strength of gymnastics cardio fitness yeah but also longer pieces more endurance based and shorter more sprint pieces yeah so for someone who hasn't done crossfit before um if you hear us saying something like amrap or emom um you know an amrap is getting as many rounds as possible of of certain movements within a particular time frame emom is every minute on the minute um and and we as you said we try and mix it up so like yesterday's was a endurance 20 minute endurance piece where um you know in the coaches notes that we have that we get every night you've specified guys this is like a seven out of ten endurance pace it's not a sprint whereas other workouts might only be you know seven or eight minutes long but the intention is that you're, you're sprinting and the intensity is a lot higher 
Um, and I think that's what keeps things really interesting is, is so our strength pieces we repeat every week. Um, so for example, we squat every Monday, we, we, we press on Tuesdays, we've got barbell cycling, all that sort of stuff. And that progressively increases in, um, weight. So as you said, we've got the 12 week cycles and the four week micro, I guess, cycles, if you want to call them. Um, but then the workouts we can mix up the modality so it keeps things interesting doesn't it yeah exactly and it also makes it easy for people to predict sort of well I know that I'm going to have to squat on the Monday whether it's front squats or this current cycle is back squats we did mostly front squats leading up into the open because it would have more carryover yeah whereas now coming off the back end of the open which for the majority of your everyday CrossFit athletes who maybe haven't qualified beyond the open yeah now it's kind of off season unless they're planning on doing a like local crossfit comp so we can spend some more time focusing on like pure strength and not very like not super specific movements that we would necessarily see in open workouts so we're not likely to see bench press or back squats or really like super duper heavy deadlifts for example yeah. or on object stuff at a like open level so now is the time that we can kind of work those in whereas leading into the open it was more front squats and shoulder to overhead and barbell yeah. cycling things that we anticipated we would see not super heavy more volume yeah so yeah every it's not as if we're like you said not going into it being like oh yeah this week you know six people ticked me off so I'm just going to make the workouts really hard this week like it's written weeks and weeks in advance and all the strength is prepped and with consideration of like when daylight savings changes and when Easter is and all of these things so that we can kind of be aware of where everyone's going to be at across the 12-week cycle. And I guess the whole point of all of this is um, and the point of it not being so random is that I mean, I feel like the best way to to stay, I guess, motivated and, and to keep going is you're seeing progress and you know what you're working towards. And the whole point of this is to give our members something to work towards because we can say to them, guys, this is week one of a 12-week cycle or four-week micro cycle or whatever. And, you know, the aim is that, you know, this we're going to start light this week and sets of eight or whatever. And the goal is that in so many weeks' time, we're going to retest and this is where you're going to be. People know that there's a purpose behind what we're giving them. It's not made up on the spot and you can track every week, either the strength or the workouts. Like, you know, if last week the workout had 50 double unders this week, the workout 75 double unders, and it might be paired with a different movement or it's, you know, last week it might've been a 10 minute workout. This week might be a longer endurance workout, but you can still practice that and, and progress from the week before. Yeah. So um, what you were saying about how uh, like everyone gets coaches notes the night before. So uh, what sort of members see, or if you follow us on Instagram on the stories, you'll see on the Sunday night is just the program as it's written, as it would appear on the whiteboard. But what you kind of don't see is that the coaches every night get like a comprehensive, here's how it should be run. Like this is the intensity of the workout. It shouldn't be X, Y, Z percentage or 
athletes should be capable of doing a certain number of reps before they break the set. Otherwise they should scale so that everyone doesn't matter whether you're going to the city or Alexandria or Kingsgrove, whichever gym you turn up to, it's the same workout with the same stimulus, the same sets and reps for the strength work so that if you were traveling around and last week, you know that the coach said, well, there's 10 handstand push-ups today and I just need you to get as many as you can and then scale the workout, which is what we've started doing in this current cycle, mm. is if it's 10 handstand push-ups and you know you can only do two, I don't want you to be scaling the whole set. Like, yeah. don't th- throw out the two reps that you do have. Yeah. Then next week when you're maybe in one of the other gyms, you can try and get three and then scale. So like all of the coaches are kind of giving that same, obviously they have their own personal flair, but the messaging is the same behind like what the purpose of the workout is and, yep. and how, how everyone should be approaching it regardless yep. of where they're at. So then I guess these, this leads me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is outsourcing versus in-house and, um, we've tried outsourcing the programming before we've also, um, you know, gone through having each gym run their own separate programs. Um, and I'd say it's probably been in the last, I don't know, 12 to 15 months maybe that we've all been on the same program. Yeah. Really- say, yeah. Just after the first lockdown, maybe. Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. So yeah, at least a year at this point. And both have their benefits. Um, both have positives and negatives. I think, um, you know, outsourcing definitely, it saves a lot of time. It's one thing you, you know, you're not worrying about because someone else is doing it, but I think having done it in house, um, and now having it streamlined across the three locations, um, I feel like there's way more benefits for us doing it ourselves. Um, what are some of the things that you feel have definitely helped going from, um, you know, an outsource program to then us doing it? in-house yeah Uh, I think when we did have that outsource program um, I think the approach especially for a lot of the online programming is on the assumption that you have a big box gym or xyz equipment or that your members are at a certain level and there's not even though there was sort of some of that notation given about here's how the workout should run sometimes it was even like here's what the warm-up should be Mm -hmm. Coaches were a little bit less engaged because it is like a little bit more clinical. It's just here's the program as it was given to us by a third party. But also even amongst our three gyms, the spaces are different. What we can realistically run depending on if the CrossFit program is running at the same time as weightlifting or gymnastics might be different. What the weather looks like going forward across the week can make a difference. So like if someone had programmed Murph and in the city, for example, we have that rig outdoors, but it's raining. We're not going to do a mile run. We're not going to do a hundred pull-ups. So, and it makes it a lot easier for coaches to adapt the program if the program's already written, knowing what equipment we have, what level athletes are at, but also how the movements can be adjusted based on what all the coaches see across their gyms. Yep. So I know that like when we first went to that uh, collaborative programming uh, with all of the like head coaches and managers writing it, there was like a little bit of a teething period where it was, oh, well, no, but the athletes at this gym are at this level and the athletes at this gym are at this level. But that is kind of the beauty of CrossFit is that everything can be scaled up or down. Exactly. Um, and so I think writing it, the writing the program centrally now, 
uh, and being able to give that guidance of, well, here is how you could scale it up or down rather than just here's the program and the coaches just kind of, it, it makes it easier to coach as well for the coaches if they yeah. kind of know that, well, okay, uh, athletes should be doing RX if they're at this point, otherwise here is the approach mm -hmm. rather than, oh crap, so-and-so doesn't know how to do this movement and I, I'm not even sure what would be the appropriate scale. Yeah. Um, so like we have a, coaches with a range of experience as well mm -hmm. and I think having all of the coaches be on that same uh, like understanding of what the program is makes it a bit easier than at least even if you're not sure you can ask one of the other coaches that's coaching that day hey like if, if so-and-so can't do this movement like what do you think is the appropriate scale it's like oh well like the notes say like you know any yeah. single leg exercise instead of pistol squats or whatever it might yeah. be yeah. and it makes it I think um, because the coaches notes come uh, to everyone like in a group chat there is the option for everyone to kind of give a bit of back and forth of like wow is anybody finishing in that time cap oh yeah. yes like we had a couple of athletes at this at each gym finish it around this time whereas you don't necessarily have that same like discourse between coaches if it's just that sort of clinical like here is an external program given to us yeah. usually like I'm sure there are like Australian companies, but the majority of programming companies are US based. So it's like, yeah, we can't even just use it straight out of the box because it is all in pounds and exactly. all these sort of things. And it's yeah. just, it's not super practical. And the other thing that I find works really well with us doing it in-house is, as you said, it, we take into consideration things like the, like the logistics of it and the space and one thing that all three of our locations have, for example, is that we'll have a CrossFit class and at the same time there'll be a weightlifting class or at the same time there'll be a gymnastics class. Um, and the program takes into account the space of all three locations where, for example, just to give you an example, last night out at Kingsgrove, we had the CrossFit class running, we had the weightlifters doing their thing, um, we had the swim squad come in and we had at the last minute a rugby squad come in. Um, and so we had four things running at the same time and because the program is done in a way to allow for, you know, different spaces being used for different things, um, if we were to get that done externally and outsource it, it, it just physically just wouldn't work, um, yeah. you know, and even like, you know, you send out details on how to lay out the space for optimal use of the space. Like we, we talk about this all the time when we have our um, weekly catch ups is, you know, if, if the space is just like laid out wherever it can make a small class look really, really chaotic and, and crowded where, if you lay it out a certain way, and this is why guys who are listening, sometimes you, you probably think we're being a little bit pedantic, but like so sort of militant, why do the boxes need yeah. to go here? Can't I put it over here? No, then it would be in the way of the 20 other people that also need to do yeah. this. Yeah. And they have to be in a line and they have to all be facing the same direction. And like, sometimes I'll even say, guys, you, you do your burpees facing this wall specifically. Yeah. I want you facing this way because if there's, another thing happening where something like, you know, if there's a run or whatever, yeah. like all of this is factored into the programming. So it's not just like, let's just throw in some barbell. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not like bingo where we're just randomly picking movements. Like you said, like there is a consideration of, okay, well, if it is a barbell movement and a gymnastics movement and let's say box jumps, how would, 
what is the best order that that would work in yeah. depending on kind of how the layout works best in all three gyms. Mm -hmm. Will that physically work to have that in the space at the same time? So yeah. for example, like on a day where there is weightlifting, especially like in Kingsgrove and the city, that means that there's a certain part of the gym that's like next to where the CrossFit class is running yeah. will be out of use. So that's why the barbell cycling day is on the day where the gymnastics program is on, not when weightlifting classes yeah. are on so that then that whole weightlifting room can be used. Yeah. But also we're not going to try and have people doing barbell cycling and running through the middle of the gymnastics class necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it makes a big difference like in the city as well. Uh, because we sort of have those three individual rooms yeah. and there is like a certain way that things will flow easier so that if you did have 20 people in a class, it is more manageable. But conversely, if you have six people in a class in the middle of the day on a rainy day, yeah. how, how do you lay it out so that there is a bit of a vibe so it's not just six people who feel like they rocked up to a Globo gym just to do a workout? Yeah. Like there's definitely a way that you can make a big class like feed off the energy that comes from having so many people, but still feel organized and not chaos. Yes. And the same way that there's a way to make there be energy in a group of six people who are maybe your quietest members who are not the social butterflies That's and right. they're happy to not cheer at each other. Yeah. But if you can set it up so that you can at least coach them as a cohort and there's like a little bit of like a competitive vibe, even if it's not spoken, but it's right. Well, I'm sitting on a bike right opposite Parissa who's rowing. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm going to try and get off the bike and get onto the dumbbell or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like before you sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's still, that could be just six of us in a room and it can make a difference to how everyone's experience of the class is. 100%. That's really, really important. Um, and the other thing I wanted to touch on is the programming with our um, more specialized classes. So obviously in our CrossFit classes, they all go for an hour. We do our strength component or skill um, and, um, and then the workout. And then the workout, we, we know it, it's got some days, it's got some gymnastics movements, it's got strength movements, cardio, a bit of a mix of everything. Then we've got our specialized classes. Now, I think most people um, have a pretty good understanding of what these gymnastics and weightlifters are, but for those that don't, the program in these classes um, focus on the specific movements that maybe you don't have time to go through in, in really, really super fine detail in a CrossFit class. What are the pro what's the programming like for those? I mean, I know with weightlifting, it's, it's, you know, you clean and jerk, you snatch and you squat and whatever is go with those movements. But like if someone's doing the CrossFit class and they're like, you know, I really want to work on improving my clean and jerk, come to a weightlifting class. You've got a whole hour, sometimes a little bit more to go through just that movement. Yeah. And just in the way that the CrossFit class is trying to, I guess, train you to do things from a CrossFit context. So the barbell is maybe a little bit more barbell cycling focused or like a complex focus. Yep. So, you know, a clean and a front squat and a jerk and whatever else, yep. because that's how those movements typically appear in CrossFit. Yeah. We're still building strength over time because eventually practice, practice, practice with the lighter weights, you'll be able to add weight progressively in the same way that we start with tens on a back squat. Yeah. But it is also usually time. So 12 minutes to get through X number of sets of snatches with a minute rest in between each set. Yeah. Whereas the weightlifting class is the coach has more time 
to walk around. Everyone's just kind of getting through the program in the hour. Yes. Whereas in CrossFit, it's maybe half an hour and some of that spent warming up. Yeah. Uh, but it is more focused on sort of the one to three rep range. So you yes. can really like nail positions. Doesn't matter what weights on the bar. There is no RX. That's it's right. Just yep. whatever you're capable of. Yeah. Maybe you know what your one rep is and you can work off percentages or maybe you're on a stick or an empty bar and mm-hmm. you're just coaches just getting you to kind of hit those positions, hit those positions, hit those positions. And it's still progressive across the weeks, mm-hmm. but with less like focus on trying to do things as fast as you can, yep. which, I, which then has carryover to your CrossFit because if you're expecting that you're going to be able to do perfect looking reps fast when you can't do a single good looking rep slow or light, then it's not going to look good when you try and do it fast or when you try and max out. Yeah. So it it is that opportunity to sort of practice more with focus just on those movements. Yeah. Just you and one other person sharing a bar. You're not having to run in between or whatever it might be. And the gymnastics (laughs) is the same. Yeah. The gymnastics is the same. Like if we program bar muscle ups in CrossFit, I don't have 15 minutes to give you to practice warming up and doing floor drills and then band drills and then jumping off a box. And then, which is why we have the gymnastics classes yeah. so that then it doesn't have to be that the whole CrossFit program is that you can come to the gymnastics class for that one day a week, practice those drills, practice those drills, practice those drills so that then you find a progression that you can use for yeah. the workout in yeah. the CrossFit class. Yeah. Same goes for the snatches and cleans and jerks and everything else. The carryover from the weightlifting and gymnastics classes pays dividends into CrossFit. And for some people, the weightlifting is all they want to focus on, which mm-hmm. is fine. They just want to focus on the strength or they just want to come in. We have some members that just come in the once a week to do the gymnastics class to learn that. And yep. then they do whatever else their other training is across the week. It's just yep. learning those skills that maybe in the normal CrossFit class, there isn't as much time to dedicate. So yeah. the, the CrossFit coach can give you, here's how I would scale these toes to bar. Here's how we're going to scale the snatches that are from the floor into a full squat snatch where you're just going to do it hang and power today because you're just learning. Yeah. But they don't have as much time to teach you from empty slate to yeah. professional. They'll, they'll teach you across the weeks, but the, the- it, there's a difference between a one hour of just yeah. focusing on the movement to, you know, one hour focusing on that movement plus the rest of the session as well. Yeah. Um, I had on Tuesday night, I had in my weightlifting class, um, one of the ladies who's in her fourth, third or fourth week of weightlifting. She's been doing CrossFit for many, many years now, but she's, she's uh, one of the older members. Um, and she's one of the mums, her her daughter trains with us as well. And she said to me, I want to come to the weightlifting classes so I can learn how to do it, you know, and it'll help me in the CrossFit classes. She does CrossFit three or four times a week. She does weightlifting once a week. And she's like, can I do it? Or do I have to be, you know, and I was like, come in and do it. You could start with a stick or an empty bar. It's just the whole point of the weightlifting class is to teach you how to lift. It's to teach you all of it to learn. And if you are more proficient, there is a five day program that you can follow. Like, and then in that class I had her doing empty bar the, the split jerks with an empty bar and then I had someone else with 90 kilos, someone else with 60 kilos, like, and it go, same goes for the, the other two locations as well. Like you've got all the levels jumping in, but you could use it once a week just to 
help. Same with the gymnastics, going once a week to help with your CrossFit. Or you can do it as your, you know, main, main program. Training. Like yeah. there's there's so many different options. But yeah, that's that's what those specialized classes are for. Um, you know, to allow you to focus on a little bit more on those specific movements. Yeah. Whenever you whenever like a member says, Oh, so and so they they move really well when they're having to cycle these cleans or whatever in the CrossFit world, like it's amazing to watch how good they are and how fast they are at thrusters. It's like, yes, they've been doing this for five years and have had a lot of practice. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, it's a way to sort of fast track that practice as well as spend some focused time learning how to do it in the same way that you don't get double unders just straight up. You have to practice. There's nothing else you can do, but practice. Correct. Learning a new skill. It's all practice. So yeah, everything that we can do in terms of like programming and providing different classes is just to make everyone a better well-balanced athlete regardless of whether they're just you know weekend warrior trying Mm -hmm. to stay fit or people who want to compete in crossfit or weightlifting or whatever it might be yeah like that's kind of why we have those classes rather than just having crossfit classes yeah exactly and the programming allows for that as well so um on that note tomorrow big friday we've got a Build to a heavy hang hang clean, I believe. Clean, yep. hang clean. Um, and a fu- the workout actually looks really fun tomorrow. So I'm really yeah. I might jump in. Coach so tried and tested workout. Yeah. <laughs> like, we do test out these workouts. We're not just throwing you straight into them, yep. not knowing how fast it will be or how hard it will be. So, yeah, it's uh, probably when you hear this, you will have already done the Friday the 18th of March workout. Yes. <laughs> and you can tell us whether you beat mine and JJ's team score of 6 minutes 30 something. Was it 6 minutes 30, you guys? Yeah, but you got to do it at RX plus weights. <laughs> Oh, we were looking at that today, actually, this morning um, at tomorrow at tomorrow's workout. And we thought that looks like a lot of fun, and it looks it looks simple. I say, like, it's. I think I'm known for it. Is it looks easy on paper, and then everyone's on the floor afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, no, that's gonna be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. but that's pretty much it, guys. That's our 20 minutes up for today. If you have any questions, let us know if you want to know more about the programming. But um, we just wanted to give you guys a bit of a rundown on, on how it all works, why we do what we do and the way we do it. And, and big shout out to Gab for, for all the work that goes into it. We appreciate it. Maybe not during, but definitely after. Yeah, eventually you'll appreciate it. <laughs> when, when people are getting their, you know, PB, their back squat or getting their first pull up or their first muscle up or double under, that's when they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is It's what all paid off, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, but thank you so much. Thanks for your time, Gab. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll chat to you guys soon. Have a good one. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the 168 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit subscribe and tune into uh, our socials and all your podcast channels so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks so much. See you next time.